Scottish Football's league leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Yeah, an action-packed first half of action in the Scottish Premiership. Of course, there was that early kick-off between Hearts and Aberdeen, but Celtic trailing St Mirren at home. Motherwell goalless with Ross County. St Johnston 1-0 up away to Kilmarnock, and Livingston are drawing one all with Dundee United. We'll go back to Celtic Park. Fraser Wishart watching on there. What has the reaction been from the home crowd to the game so far, Fraser? They've been pretty quiet. I mean, I think if there was a title at stake, if they were being challenged by Rangers, at the top of the table I think they were a different reaction to the performance I think uh, Mark Wilson used the words lacklustre and I think that's been pretty accurate there was a wee spell after they scored when they really dominated play and you thought they were going to going to go ahead they hemmed St Mern into, into their own six, uh, sorry, 18 yard box at their own half but after that St Mern have come right back into it and they looked like they were going to score every time they go they got up the park and there's been a couple of big chances for Taylor with his miscontrol and, and one Ryan Strain poking it wide when Hart punched out across and it was a real sitter by by Ryan Strain so uh, yeah so the Celtic supporters quieter than they would be I think they would be much more vocal but they're not happy the ones around me either I think just the, the tempo has dropped not seen much of McGregor not seen much of Maeda the two fullbacks haven't really got on the ball Kyogo's been pretty honest brilliant goal but he's just not been fed the chances at all so uh, Celtic need to up the tempo I thought they might have made one or two changes at half time but I don't think so the, the subs all seem to be to be out so clearly a bit of a rocket from Ange for the second half he'll be telling these players listen there's 60,000 people here who expect you to play it far far better and I think if they up the tempo then of course they've got a chance but St Mern have been very composed on the ball they've knocked it around really well Gogic is playing just in the right of the centre three with Bacchus in the middle they've changed that and it's worked really well Strain's got forward as well and Curtis Main only senior striker what a season he's had two really good finishes from this point of view but from Celtic's point of view poor goals so I think it's all to play for in the second half and if uh, Celtic don't start the second half really well I think you might just hear from the supporters after that Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes with Clyde Build Windows and Doors Buy now, pay nothing till 2024 Back underway for the second halves around Scotland and Fraser Wishart they are seeing no changes for Celtic in that second half is that a surprise to you Hugh? Uh, no because the players on the bench some of them were tried last week against Rangers and found wanting so that's why they're not playing today I would put it to you like this when Celtic went to Ibrox last Saturday they had lost 25 goals all season long they've now lost 5 goals in the last game and a half 20% of the number of goals they'd lost all season long in the league they've lost in the last game and a half that's how shabby they are at the back what will the message have been do you think from Ange Postacoglu well with it obviously because the players he's chose today are the ones who have had this remarkable season and the players that he went to when he went to Tynecastle and they needed to win to win the league which they did but since then it has been you know, they've been way off it and I think the Celtic manager will just remind them what they've achieved, how they've got there through hard work, creativity and being brave on the ball and I don't think we've seen a lot of that today so just revert back to how you got in this position but they certainly need to lift it because St Mirren, other than their goals, they have had other chances as well and Hugh's right, the amount of goals that Celtic have conceded this season has, has been great up until two weeks ago so they need to get it right quickly could, could be a huge result for St Mirren as well if they're able to hold on because we know that 5th place if Celtic go on mm. and win the Scottish Cup 5th place will get European football into the European qualifiers and Hibs playing Rangers 
tomorrow mm-hmm. at Easter Road if St Mirren can close the gap on Hibs and, and get close to them it would really put them in with a shout with two games to go yeah it'd be a bonus for them of course it would I think uh, being in the top six this season has been terrific um, the manager's been excellent um, I think they'll probably look back if they get three points today which I don't think I, I still think that they'll get a reaction from Celtic saying half Um They'll look it back maybe at the Hearts game last week. Um, he should have had the three points in the bag, but we always look at the negatives against Celtic. I think you've got to look at positives for St Martin. I think they've been terrific for stuff. And we've still got Mark O'Hara's goal to come because he's <laughs> scored every game against Celtic he's this scored, season. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we've still got his goal to come, so it'll be 3-1 shortly. The second half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. lot of information here by the time I finish reading out this question George Bowie will be on I'll tell you what there is a penalty for Ross County we will get back to that after you read out the teaser I have played alongside Tony Mowbray and Carlos Bocanegra I have been managed by Chris Coleman and George Burley I won promotion to my home nation's top flight in my first season as a first team player I have never scored more than five goals in one season as a professional in Scotland an injury I picked up in one cup final meant I missed the other cup final that season who am I have I got time to read that again go for it I have played alongside Tony Mowbray and Carlos Bocanegra. I've been managed by Chris Coleman and George Burley. I won promotion to my home nation's top flight in my first season as a first team player. I've never scored more than five goals in one season as a pro. In Scotland, an injury I picked up in one cup final meant I missed the other cup final that season. Who am I? Yeah, a lot of information there. You can go to at Clyde SSB and make sure that's where you tweet your answer. Quickest wins, the quickest three get on the podium. So make sure to get involved in that at Clyde SSB. But there is one of these... VAR Review with Clyde Built Home Improvements Still waiting to see if that penalty for Ross County will go ahead Jan Danda has the ball at the moment but is still waiting for clearance from the referee to see whether uh, he's able to take it or not David Friel says still waiting so is that an early shout on the teaser Mm. there Mark? Wrong, Hugh just dismissed yeah. it Oh well Very <laughs> uh, simple A big chance for St Mirren early in the second half Curtis Main chasing his hat-trick headed wide from six yards He's got his head in his hands oh. He knows he should have scored that one Well, for him personally Imagine scoring a hat-trick at Celtic Park For St Mirren, you mentioned Andrew Still chasing down Hibs in fifth place So it could have put a bit of light between them and Celtic Early into the second half but uh, I'm thinking, when was the last time Celtic lost domestically at, at home? Celtic Park. Ooh. Uh, not this season, because St Mirren were the only club to beat Celtic in the league. That was in Paisley uh, at home. It must have been a long time ago, unless I'm overlooking some obviously glaring one. Um, Another question th- for you. Have Celtic ever lost back-to-back league games under Ange Postacoglu? I wouldn't have thought so. I wouldn't have thought so. Well, they're certainly on the verge of it now. Um, the referee's going to the screen at Far me. Park. And we tend to know what that means as Gordon DL has a go at the teaser. And no. it is a wrong guess. I'll tell you what, Curtis mean that chance, he missed a sitter. It should be 3-1 for St Mirren. 
Missed an absolute pinch. Yeah, the cross came in from Ryan Strain, a really good cross as well. Curtis Main almost jumped. He's got two Celtic players around him. He's the only one that jumps for it, though. You and know what? I think I think you see scored there. You see the downside of trying a water at centre half because a water when the cross comes in is ambling and jogging and Curtis Main got his eye on the ball gets inside him it's Ralston that kind of gets inside as well but he's above the two of them easily and Hugh's right he should put it in the back of the net from six yards out a huge let off for Celtic well it's a, a problem for Ange Postacoglu because he's ditched uh, Kobayashi he's just thrown him under the bus today uh, Iwata I said earlier on square peg in a round hole uh, Stephen Welsh is injured Carter Vickers is still convalescing after surgery so what you see is what you've got folks well the referee has gone to the screen he's made his decision and Ross County will not have a penalty Ooh. to take well that's interesting because About a four minute delay yeah. on that one as well between you know VAR checking it and then the referee going to the screen of course with people in the in the ground that will be confused about it as well that's where fans are confused as well because nobody was booked for diving either after that so interesting to see that incident back to see exactly what happened there can be a coming together in the mm, box yeah. that the player doesn't dive but he does go down because there is contact it sometimes doesn't result in a penalty and nor should it sometimes but just when the referee gets called over to the screen we are used to it going one way so if it's the right decision well fair play to the referee for having the courage yeah well Motherwell thought they were going to have to face a penalty but they won't remains nil-nil in that game Jan Danda was standing with the ball in his hands ready to take it but no dice for Ross County and play will resume Malky Mackay not happy whatsoever well nor should he be I mean that, that could have been vitally important if they'd got their noses in front and it stayed that way that really would have been great for them and bad for others round about them but uh, listen that's what this day's all about I said at the very very start of the programme tension is the theme of the day I didn't expect it to be so tense at Celtic Park I must say but it is tense because um, defensively they are getting no better and there's no one that the manager can turn to he's stuck with these players at the back and there's no one on the bench who can help out you two are struggling with this teaser yeah. aren't you? no throwing <laughs> <laughs> out some you wrong guesses we'll, get some, we'll get some guesses from Twitter shortly as well but the thing is Stephen Robinson has talked about it pretty much every time he's come up against Celtic he's really happy with the way they've competed against Celtic this season of course we know they beat them in the opening game between the two and Paisley this season but even the the 5-1 defeats St Mirren have been really good in the first half of those matches but they've had red cards like Charles Dunn was sent off in one of the games Richard Taylor was sent off in the other and and he feels they they probably or maybe could have got something from those games if they didn't go down to 10 men yeah well he's figured out a way of playing against this Celtic side and I know it's not always ended in the right result but it's a lot closer than a lot of the other teams in the league have got and by the way when Ange Postacoglu went up to accept his award at the PFA awards do he gave Stephen Robson a good mention and read in the paper that Stephen Robson very humbled by that but the Celtic manager recognises the job that Stephen Robson has done this season um, he's done a terrific job you think of the the financial constraints he's been under this season and having to juggle things behind the scenes while getting performances on the pitch incredible top six finish could be even better if they win this afternoon 
they're really good at making use of the ball despite the fact that they don't have much of it a lot of the time St Mirren they've got players that can break forward quickly they've got the physical presence mm-hmm. of Curtis Main up top and I saw earlier on that they had about 17% possession at that point may well have changed but it won't have changed too much at this point Celtic have had a lot of the ball but St Mirren are really good at being effective when they've got it even for small periods of time When you go to Celtic Park you've got to be organised and St Mirren have certainly been organised this afternoon and what you've got to do is carry a threat they've certainly carried a threat with Curtis Main um, at times they go direct because of the situation of the Celtics two centre-backs have not played together and, and why not you know what I mean you, you could go and play 10-15 passes in Midley Park get nowhere he's went route one it's caused problems with the Celtic defence and so far 2-1 they've been absolutely excellent this, this reminds me of the days when uh, Lyndon Dykes was at Livingston and Christopher Julian was at Celtic and uh, Lyndon Dykes terrorised them every time they played and uh, this reminds me of that kind of time Celtic just have no idea what to do Starfelt all over the place uh, Iwata, well he's not a centre back Chance for Celtic there Dyson Maida volleyed over from 8 yards Probably should have scored at the back post As Gordon DL celebrates over in the corner there Because he's got got the full time teaser I think so He's got it I've went, That's my third guess The bottom one Yes Oh, you <laughs> can't keep this lad down for yeah, good. too long. I, I think it was more than good. At least you're looking a bit happier now, despite the fact you're still sat down in the corner there heading it. We never got to the bottom of that, did we, at the, the first half? I don't know if you want to get to the bottom of yeah, That's a good point, actually. <laughs> he said a tie on weekend. I've got a bit of uh, injuries just now. Um, <laughs> what have you been up to yeah, this a bit, weekend? A bit, bit of, uh, golfing. Phys- golf, it's been golfing. He's a bit of physical been, he's been injuries. playing a lot of golf, and, uh, <laughs> and that's it. Has the, has the private eye been round again? No, no, no they days are gone here. Uh, I've not got the energy now to work a private eye. The chance for Dyson Maida did drop to him about eight yards out. It came out the sky. Should he have done better? It's yes. a hard one to take, but I'm with you. Yes, he's, he's, he's a mile offside anyway. Um, so it wouldn't have counted, but you know he, he should have done better. It's probably a part of his game that's is lacking. What do you do now, Mark? I mean, the, the, you look at the bench, oh, Haksabanovic, um, you know, uh, Turnbull, they all come on at Ibrooks last week, all looked well off. But to be honest with you, we've, we've lauded Ange Postacoglu's side all season for the substitutions and the strength and numbers he's got and the quality, and, and they've shown it all season. I don't think because they didn't perform last season we should then say he's he's turning around thinking these guys aren't going to do it if anything the guys on the bench should be desperate to go on and say you know what I may have been sat out for this one because my performance last week didn't merit it but I now have an actual opportunity to go and change a game in a positive light here today so Put me on. Yeah, I mean, you look at the impact some of those players have made. Haksabanovic has done it a good few times off the bench. Leila Bada has a goal in him a lot of the time. You've got O as well, mm. who's scored goals from the bench as well. So Turnbull can get you a goal players, from the yeah, bench. David Turnbull as they've, well. Listen, they've still got a strong bench. Um, I think. Look, I think the manager sets such high standards, and you can. You can dress up any way you want. There's still a bit in this game to go, and we know that Celtic have got the, the character and ability to certainly turn games around very quickly. But I think at this moment in time, especially after last week, weekend, I think the manager will be really disappointed in some of his players. How much 
thinking will this give Ange Postacoglu over the next few weeks I mean he'll have already been preparing for the summer window a lot of the season people have been talking about how good Celtic's strength is do you think it'll have changed in his mind over the last week or so or will he be pretty assured in what he's got and what he needs impossible to second guess Ange Postacoglu what you can do is offer your own observations on what's going on I think um, I'd be looking for a replacement for Joe Hart um, I, I don't know what happened. Do you think that's likely to happen, though? Well, why not? I mean, if you if you want to talk, as Callum McGregor has spoken about this week about Celtic, uh, Ange Postecoglou possibly taking them to a European final, you won't get to a European final with Joe Hart. Goal flashes with Clydebilt Home Improvements. Another big goal at the bottom. Livingston two, Dundee United one, and Jim Goodwin side are behind again in that game and bottom of the table not looking great for them the only thing the only uh, positive that Jim can take right now if there are any is the fact that the two teams above him Ross County and Kilmarnock can't win in the games uh, if Ross County and Kilmarnock had to pick up their three points today and that result stayed the same Dundee United be relegated in my opinion uh, but he's still got that lifeline that the two teams above him are not picking up well apart from Moscow they've got a point in the bag just now uh, Kamarnock are up against it so uh, that's only a bit of um, encouragement that Jim will have so far James Penrice with the goal for Livingston a good finish across the goalkeeper to put David Martindale's side 2-1 up it would be a much needed win for them as well because they haven't been in the best form at all over I mean, the last few weeks I mean at the the risk of having people say that I'm indulging in scare tactics or hyperbole relegation is a disaster for Dundee United the the owner uh, has presided over chaos for years now change after change in the manager's office Uh, they're not in the most robust shape financially there is a takeover bid apparently in the offing but if you are in a lower division then the money that the owner would get for his club would clearly be substantially less than he might have got where they're still in the Premiership. So uh, this is a disaster in the making for Dundee United. Well, Curtis Main really wants that hat-trick. Another headed chance. So Ryan Strain crossed this time, but headed over by Curtis Main. There is a an injury for Thierry Small, so he'll come off for Scott Tanzer at Celtic Park and then for Motherwell Kevin Van Veen played in by Dean Cornelius who's off the bench he elects to pass when he should have taken a shot and the attack He's been a handful. not like Kevin Van Veen you would have backed mm-hmm. him to have, have shot in that scenario yeah but you're talking uh, we're talking about uh, Curtis Main there quickly he's been a real handful for yeah. that Celtic he should have scored there as well I yeah. think yeah. he's got a great opportunity I think he outdoes is it Ralston at back yeah. post great chance for him he's been a real thorn in the Celtic's uh, sides today Sometimes yeah. that defensively for Ralston, there have been that position loads of times where you've just got a, a bigger, stronger guy at the back post with a bit of a run. It's hard to defend, so I, I wouldn't point the finger at Ralston there. But Watson Mirren have done well this afternoon. You're talking about using possession is when they get into wide areas, no other thoughts in their mind but to get it into the box because they know their strengths. They know Main's going to ruffle up the Celtic backline, and they've done exactly that. So if I was Ange Postecoglou, probably be having a go at the guys in the wider areas not stopping the crosses coming in you know because if, if you allow cross after cross Main if, if they allow another one I'm convinced if Main gets another one he's going to put it away that's two in the second half he should have scored with he's certainly not underrated amongst St Mirren fans but maybe across the league he is Ryan Strain is a player that has been absolutely fantastic for St Mirren 
this season and you can see from the quality of his delivery today he's been doing it all season as well Ryan Strain yeah. he's been a really smart signing for them scored a th- he scored a free kick last mm, week yep. as well but his best moment of the season without doubt was when Ahara scored his goal at Highbrook and <laughs> oh, he went and stood in the advertising <laughs> boards <laughs> claimed Strain had scored so it was uh, Ahara Mark Ahara was in here said he's quite a character off the pitch as well but very good footballer on it he's had a good season I agree with you I've, look, I don't see him week in week out but what I've seen of him so far he's been a main player for um, St Mirren and he's been he's had a very good season so is Curtis Main I've got to say I like the look of St Mirren um, they're well organised they work hard for each other and they've got a threat and today they're defending well I was actually interviewing Ryan Strain earlier on this season and I had a real moment of panic because in the middle of him answering a question he stopped in his tracks and just grabbed his chest and I was thinking what is going on here I'm not a first aider what is happening it turns out he just he just had heartburn because he downed a coffee but just stopped in the middle of the interview and grabbed his chest and oh, I had a real moment of panic because I was like oh, what is going to happen to mouth, Andrew. but he was like oh, I've, just got, I've just got a bit have you not done your first aid cor- cor- course Andrew no no oh, well, I'm come on, the let's get down here. I'm a first aider don't and worry and let me tell you something there's a great opportunity have a look at the age group that's going about this desk <laughs> you know I'm looking over my right hand side there I think Wilson doesn't look too I, I, good I'll be I'll be on hand to sort his all at yeah. recovery position Have is you that got all you do oh aye I've got my first aid oh there we go at least there's one of us and but what happens if he's doing we can't exactly. ask him how <laughs> three years standing over me looking at me what did we do I'm yeah. just drafting a new pundit we'll be fine oh thank you very much Andrea <laughs> we'll bring in Simon Donnelly it's <laughs> alright <laughs> No friends in this game. Find, uh, exactly, you, you find a lot about yourself when you pretend your own death. <laughs> <laughs> Just talking about Curtis Main there as well. I mean, Stephen Robinson has confirmed he won't be a St Mirren player again next season. They put an offer on the table for him. He's decided to, to go elsewhere. You just wonder whether he's maybe already got something tied up or whether this is the type of performance that he'll be hoping can, can draw in a, a good offer for well, the team it, next season. It looks great on the old show reel. Uh, here I am at Celtic making a fool of these Celtic players who have uh, just won the league and then clocked off Um, so he he ought to have four goals this afternoon ridiculous as it sounds playing at Celtic Park for St Mirren he has two and missed another two pinches he should have four goals I I think what's the most disappointing thing for Celtic in the second half is it's not as if they're really battering in the St Mirren goal is it and creating chance after chance and we're standing here going Ach, the goal's coming you know it's just a matter of time doesn't look like that at the minute and you can't keep saying our oh, Rangers uh, 1-3-0 doesn't matter uh, and then the following week St Mirren win at Celtic Park ah doesn't matter it's Wait, quite unlike, it, it does matter I was, it's quite unlike Ange Postacoglu because 65 minutes on the clock and no sign of a Celtic substitute yet there are players warming up at the moment but no one's being stripped to get ready at the moment quite often Ange Postacoglu will make that change around the 62nd oh. 63rd minute is his favourite time for it we've passed that now and no changes so far you, you wonder is that a message to the players on the pitch to go out and get the job done or well if that is the case Andrew then he's playing a dangerous game because you could take off any one of 11 players today anyone of the 11 on the park at the moment you could take off they've been that bad 
I don't think it'll be too long if it stays like this because they're huffing and puffing. They're not a real threat just now. Um, it's interesting there because Fraser's obviously at the game and you look at guys like McGregor last week had a quiet game against Rangers. Fraser said he's had a quiet afternoon. They're big, big players for you, the captain, the leaders. Um, I wouldn't be surprised in our five minutes. I think you'll see a few changes. Right, let's have a look at some of the answers coming in for this second half teaser. Do you want to give us it again, Hugh? I have played alongside Tony Mowbray and Carlos Bocanegra. I have been managed by Chris Coleman and George Burley. I won promotion to my home nation's top flight in my first season as a player. I have never scored more than five goals in one season as a pro. In Scotland, an injury I picked up in one cup final meant I missed the other cup final that season. Who am I? DJ Fine says Stephen Presley. No, uh, I think we, we had a go at that. Yeah, we had a go at that before we eventually got there. You don't know DJ Fine from the circuit? No, Gordon? No, I've never come across <laughs> DJ Fine. Are <laughs> you still doing a bit of... I'm getting a lot of offers for the summer, uh, for the summer break. For the festivals? So, yeah, ah, so I'm a little bit like Curtis May and I'm just seeing what's an uh, offer. Uh, Johansky says Lee Wallace. Nope. Lipsy Corner says Zoltan Gira. No. A clue would be that it's they're probably going to have a Scottish Zoltan Gira. <laughs> Out the blue, but it is uh, not Zoltan Gira. And Franny McGee says Stan Petrov. No. Uh, one more as well. Craig Meekle says, is it Kevin McDonald? No, sir. Right. At Clyde SSB. I can see a few correct answers in there, but if you want to get involved at Clyde SSB, you can see the full question there as well. And, of course, we will read out the leaderboard just before the full-time whistles start to go around the grounds. i say, Andrew, Curtis Main today. It's like when you see a bigger kid in the playground just bullying all the smaller kids off the ball. <laughs> he is throwing the Celtic backline about non-stop. They cannot get a hold of him. And even the midfielders are coming to try and get a, a bite him when he's on the ball and he's just shrugging them off. He's been absolutely incredible today. As, as much as the Celtic backline have been bad, he's been great. Once again, you know, it's easy to overreact, but is centre-back, is that a position that Ange Postacoglu is going to look at this summer, Gordon, because Cameron Carter-Vickers is missing today. Celtic do look disjointed at the back. Carl Starfelt has had some very good performances uh, this season, but Tomoki Awata's in there today. Yuki Kobayashi has been unconvincing in his last two performances. Stephen Welsh is kind of out the picture at the moment. Yeah, when, when, you, when you reflect on today and what he's had to put out and the fact of the centre-half pairing, then I'm sure he'll be alarmed with what he's been seeing. Kobayashi, who is a natural centre-back, has been left out. Uh, Awata has come in there. I know that people say he's played there. He's five foot eight. Mark's right. Curtis Main has looked at this situation and thought, yeah, I'm going to enjoy my afternoon. If you put quality balls in there, I'm going to give you a hard time. And that's happened. There's no doubt in my mind that Postacoglu will... Look, Carter Vickers and Starfield are a terrific partnership when they're together. But you're going to play a lot of games. You're going to have injuries, going to have suspensions. I think you need better quality in there as backup. I think that's the weakest point with Celtic. That's why I was surprised. See, when Jens went, I thought Jens, there was, there was a lot to like about him. I thought he was worth keeping about. He was worth challenging the two that were there. Now, the two that are there, Starfield and Cart Vickers, no doubt they've made a, a good partnership, but... I still thought there was an option. Do you option. think Ange Postacoglu is maybe expecting Kobayashi to have a bigger impact and maybe play as many games as Jens did or to the same 
level as Moritz Jensen? Uh, he must have done. Uh, for the Celtic manager, he obviously brought him to the club, Kobayashi, because he thought he, he could affect the squad in a positive way. But he hasn't. But he already had a player in that position who was affecting the club in a positive way. So I'm surprised at that, but that is, that is entirely right. They need someone else in there I that can create competition. Before we get to next season and who he needs, he's got a cup final. And he's got a defence now. Uh, he's already put Kobayashi out of the team on the strength of one game. Uh, he's tried the water, and clearly that's not an answer. Um, Starfelt today has gone back to being all over the place. The goalkeeper for me gets an easy time of it because his name is Joe Hart. Um, so in the cup final, he has got to find out because there are, there are no replacements uh, because of injuries. Stephen Welsh injured, Cameron Carter Vickers out injured, and nobody else. Well, there was an early game, Hearts beating Aberdeen, two goals to one in that race for third place. Let's hear a bit from the managers, as there's not been any goals in a while in the three o'clock kickoff, starting with Stephen Naismith. Cool through in one respect that we came for a goal down, but I think we played a really good game of football in the first 70 minutes. Again, there's progression from what I want to do, the way I want to play, and how we try to control games. And I said for day one, I want to have a, an attacking team who create more problems to the other team than we did, and I think today all over the pitch you'll see that we did that with the stats how many shots we have in goal how many really good chances we had um, and then you've obviously got the pleasing aspect of it that you come from behind that uh, that's now the last two games we've been in compromising situations and to continuously go last week with a red card and get a draw and then today come back for the goal down and keep playing the way we want to play is very very pleasing for me it's an interesting week I think what that does for us today is Cause us back to Aberdeen much closer than it was before the game. We go into the next week with two games again, looking to cause more problems than, than the teams we come up against and gives ourselves a chance. I think that's all we can do. And Aberdeen boss Barry Robson. We knew coming down here we wouldn't get it our own way. Um, Hearts are trying to chase us down. When we go a goal up, and then Matty Pollock's got a great opportunity to, to get another goal, and then obviously. The penalty that I've, uh, decision I've, I've no seen back, but we don't expect to get them anyway. We've not had them all see- well since I've been in post, so I've not expected to get anything that way. But and I think we we fought we fought for a call, but there was chances we could have had. They had obviously a few chances as well. I think when they, they go two up, I think we come right back into the game, and then it's all us trying to go to the goal, try to score the goal. So um, that was pretty much how the game panned out. Well, another big chance at Celtic Park there. It was Dyson Maida at the back post. The ball dropping to him. Just sort of tried to open up his body. Side foot that one. But it went into the side netting. Celtic readying the changes now. Oh, Leela Bada going to come on as well. Maida's got to score for me. Yeah. That's an absolute sitter. Especially when you're 2-1 down at home. Um, Mark was talking there saying he came a bit quick. But I think as a striker with the quality he's got, I think he's got to put that on the back of it. We've slated the defence and justifiably. But up front, just as bad. Even Kyogo uh, looks like an average player today. Was an uh, excellent finish though for his, yeah, for yeah, his goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not really had many other chances. I was going to say, Kyogo, Kyogo is playing like Kyogo plays. Mm-hmm. He, he's had one real sight at goal and he smashed into the top corner. The others round about him, yeah, I would agree with you. And Maeda's been guilty. The first one he was offside, but that one, 
No doubt he should have scored. My only thing about it is it does come over Strain's head and it's at the last second he sees it. So that's the only way I'm letting him off a bit, but he, should, he, he really should score. Yeah, Celtic making the changes. There is going to be three of them. Matt O'Reilly, Rayo Hatati and Dyson Maida coming off on come O, Leila Bada and Sead Haksabanovic. So that is a very attacking change because that's what two central midfielders and Dyson Maida off and then O, Abada and Haksabanovic. So you'd expect that when Kyogo and O play together, Kyogo tends to drop in and mm. play as more of a, a number, number 10. 10. Haksabanovic can play... Uh, pretty central as well maybe go out wide actually and, and take up the role of uh, where Dyson Maida was I like Kyoko when he drops in and, and plays in there I've seen it in a Champions League game and he's very clever that, at playing that role gets much more involved and he's got that kind of finesse to thread passes through Haksabanovic is one for me I wonder if his future's up for debate at yeah. Celtic uh, I just wonder where he goes personally because he must have thought that he was going to make a greater impact in the starting 11 than he has done. And I, I would probably say that Ange Postacoglu might have as well. So I wonder what next season holds for him. Will he still be there at the start of the season or does the Celtic manager think there's an upgrade in him? And if he does, then he'll be quick to move him on. You sometimes see that cycle with players where they make a good impact off the bench and then they start don't have the same impact and then go back to the bench and then make the impact off the bench it must be a tough one for managers to manage in that sense well you you need a bit of both you need players that are sitting on your bench that can impact the outcome of the game and Celtic have had that all throughout the season Hagsabanovic in flashes has done that when he started I don't think he's been really that impressive when he started so he's got a lot to do to make an impact I take, on, I take on board what you're saying it's very hard to argue Mark but I, I'm quite a fan of Haksabanovic I think he has got something to offer I think his problem is like a lot of the Celtic players uh, you need that run of games and you know the rotation of squad I don't think is helping him just now he's coming off the bench I know he had a, a start at Tynecastle didn't play particularly well there but I just think he's got a lot of ability in his locker I really do Sam Walker really keeping Kilmarnock in this game at the moment making a good few saves the latest from Dre Wright of course Kilmarnock down to 10 men a goal down to St Johnston it would be a huge victory for St Johnston as they look to pull away at the bottom as well as a red card for Albion Rovers in that playoff game between Albion Rovers and Spartans Blair Malcolm has been sent off for Albion Rovers and they are still trailing 2-1 on aggregate 1-0 down on the day and it's going to be a tough long road back for Albion Rovers if they want to get back into this tie fear the worst let me give you the as it stands situation Dundee United would remain bottom on 31 Ross County would have 34 and Kilmarnock 35 uh, so you've got four points separating the bottom three St Johnson on 39 bye bye thank you very much good night right as it stands you the winners today down that bottom is Dundee United because if Ross County and Kilmarnock had a win today and Dundee United lose at Livingston they're gone they're finished but you'd rather not be bottom though no but but the, the thing is you've lost to, you'll probably lose today unless they can get something back very quickly you're hoping that the, teams the winners are, are they just got away with one essentially 
Um, well, okay, we'll rephrase it. They've got away with one. I was trying to build up a wee bit more <laughs> sensational, seeing we're only another week left to the season, but you've put a damp squib in that. Um, I just think that Dundee United are treading on water just now. I, th- I agree with you, there's obviously uh, um, things going on behind the scenes. If there's got to be a takeover, you're better getting taken over when you're in a Premier League club than in a Championship club. Final throw of the dice for Kilmarna, Kenneth Cameron and Jordan Jones coming on for them as they look to get back into the game. And Dylan Levitt coming on for Craig Sibbald as well. Kevin Van Veen played through. He's had a few chances today, Kevin Van Veen, as he chases a ninth consecutive goal-scoring appearance, but this one goes wide after he was played through. Bit embarrassing for Celtic, I think, if you bring on O Abada... Haksabanovic multi-million pound players that you brought to the club and you still can't get a goal an equaliser at home to St Mirren uh, so St Mirren are there to, <laughs> St Mirren are there to stop them now, you've got to give credit I think St, St. Mirren been excellent. they've been brilliant this afternoon how many misses have Celtic had? plenty in front of goal yeah plenty yeah, plenty but I, I, Listen, I think we're doing St Mirren a disservice by saying, oh, it's embarrassing if you bring these three no, guys I, on and I'll, and they can't score. I'll provide them with the ultimate compliment. There's more chance of St Mirren getting a third goal than there is of Celtic getting an equaliser. We've heard Hugh make these types of oh, predictions. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. no, somebody's going to Sh- clap that off. Celtic fans <laughs> are celebrating <laughs> as we speak. Yeah. A big roar around Celtic Park. He said it. There's more chance of St Mirren getting a third goal than there is of an equaliser. Right, that, that, that couldn't have came true that often this season, you. Uh, it's not. This uh, has got to be. What do you mean? Often, it's never, never came. Never true. came true. I, I live so, my yeah. life one game yeah. at a time. I don't look back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Celtic have had a few of these performances at home this season where it hasn't looked too good for them, and then they've ended up getting the goods towards the end and get, getting the result, grinding it out in the end. Can you see that happening in this game, Mark? Not at the minute I've got to be honest Not at the minute But You just rightly said There's been games this season That we've stood here at this time And went Celtic look uh, a bit off we're, we're not talking about games Up to now We're talking about today Will they score? Uh, fence sitter yes. yes No took there him, we go I've came off the fence Took yes. him longer than a VAR check To get an answer out of him <laughs> I mean, Celtic will score There you go Curtis Main has now hit the post At Man. Celtic Park <laughs> Maybe not before St Mirren scored a third goal But they will score He's hit the post Hit the post, yeah he's, he, was, he was through, he was clear I mean Celtic are You know, they're very open now In the way that they're playing They're essentially playing with Carl Starfelt And Tomoki Iwata as a back two And everyone else is is ahead of them Is attacking They're all rotating as well So it will potentially leave opportunities For St Mirren to get forward But Curtis Main hitting the post on this occasion Well it's not uh, it's not an excuse Because St Mirren will be playing with one up front Curtis Main So you've still got a 2v1 And you're playing with Celtic at home You still should be able to defend No problem at all Um I think that we get carried away sometimes with the performance of maybe Celtic because of the standards that they set. I think sometimes you've just got to look at St Mirren and go, do you know what? 
just now they've been excellent but I'm sort of with Mark I think that Celtic could maybe get a goal never before mind it. could maybe another yeah. mealy mouth pundit okay. give, us a, give us a yes or a no <laughs> oh Keevan slams yeah. DL mealy mouth pundit I called you mealy mouth first now, <laughs> now I've got mealy mouth too ok I'm going I'm going to say that Celtic will get an equaliser right that, there the, you the go. two of you the two of you are now in the dock right let's see <laughs> right, we are entering the final 10 minutes or so in the games today. A huge game, or a huge day, I should say, at the bottom. be interesting to see with two games to go after today how that pans out. Hibs against Rangers tomorrow, of course, another big game. Rangers looking to build on that momentum of that win against Celtic last time out. And Hibs, it could be an even bigger game for them given the fact that Hearts have got... Well, they, they won. St Mirren are winning as well. However... There is one of these. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Celtic 2, St. <laughs> and it's Callum McGregor with the goal. A good finish, low shot into the right hand corner from 20 yards. We've seen him do it a few times, Callum McGregor, coming up with big goals from the edge of the box. And this time, the captain has got Celtic back on level terms. So you had to get the cattle prod out for these two. <laughs> what was it you called us? What did you call us? Mealy mouth. All right, okay. You had to you had to be put up against the wall with a hand around your throat yeah. and you eventually oh what a chance had for baby. Two two, Callum McGregor, on we go. But the problem the problem is you we normally get it right, unlike yourself. Oh no no no. You know no, what no, I mean? No. What you got you to see? say now? You see? What you got to say now? I'm saying you're both mealy mouthed <laughs> and had to be put up against a wall to get that prediction out of you. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying nothing here and you're still giving it to me. Uh, look, I, when I go down, what? I take everyone you're, you're, you're taking the full shoot, Matt. To give you to give you credit for what you were saying, when Curtis Main did go through moments ago, and in she's away from putting St Mirren 3 1 ahead, and he should have had another two in top of that in the second half. It has been shabby and way off it from Celtic. But you cannot take away from this Celtic side the resilience when they're, they're not playing well and they don't look like scoring that someone just takes a game with a scruff of the neck is and he, drags them through. And it's he, McGregor. He's saying all that now, it's 2 2. Hold on, you asked me, will Celtic score? And I said yes. After a bar check? I said yes. So I, I, I didn't say yes after McGregor scored. I said yes before he scored. I've got to say, uh, on today's evidence, what a centre half does not fill me no. with confidence. I wonder what the Celtic fans are, are thinking of that, especially for a cup final. Okay, you could probably say that Celtic against Inverness will probably have more of the, the ball, well, but it still uh, be a worry for me. Big Paul Elliott at the PFA do last Sunday. They could love a lovely big chunk. Was yeah. that in between Fraser's speech or after it? Uh, no, during. <laughs> during. Uh, <laughs> how the trees were still awake after yeah, that yeah, one. It's a dreadful, dreadful. <laughs> he invites you along to his event. I know. He's do, do, a lovely free for. dinner. Do, do you know something? And this is how you repay. I hope my good friend uh, Fraser is probably listening. He will be. Just to let him know. I hope he is because he's I, on the show. I, I was only told the information by you guys, so don't start hiding in the hedges. When I come in, you first thing was, you want a hair washer <laughs> speech. We were all falling asleep. No friends in this game. <laughs> no, just acquaintances. <laughs> 
Free kick for Motherwell, 25 yards out. Few options. Could it be Kevin Van Veen, maybe Sean Goss, Shane Blaney as well, who of course scored a fantastic free kick against Motherwell earlier on this season. I think scored a really good one for their reserve side a few weeks ago. I remember seeing that on Twitter. An opportunity for Motherwell, though. It is Shane Blaney that takes it. That one is saved, though it's still goalless between Motherwell and Ross County. Well, Dundee United uh, bottom at the moment as things stand uh, their last game is away at Motherwell I uh, don't know who they've got midweek but it'll be at Tidice obviously but uh, you can never imagine that cast your mind back to the start of this season Dundee United won AZ Alkmaar nil Tidice the world is a rosy place Jack Ross wonderful and the season then collapses after the high point which came early on nothing but low points I mean if you want one fixture during the week Kilmarnock at home is probably a good one given the fact that Kilmarnock haven't been good yeah. on the road so far this season and then they're away to Motherwell on the final day well, that's not one you want either no. away to Motherwell no but it doesn't matter because at this moment in time Dundee United have had a wee phase when they went through one a few games they can't Beat seem Motherwell, to win games away and from I'll home. tell you Fletcher is massive for him absolutely massive miss for him it is crucial I wonder what, what is that injury to Fletcher is it a long term or was it just today because if they can nurse him back and get a I don't know a 70% Stephen Fletcher on the pitch it is worth the gamble I'm not having a go at the young boy on today because it's a lot of pressure on the young man's shoulders but I would take a 70% fit Stephen Fletcher to try and you know, get you up the pitch. He wins the majority of aerial duels. He, you know, he'll knock it down for people running off you. He'll get you up the pitch. But, but surely, surely, okay, the young lad. I'm, I'm delighted. The is it McLeod? Did McLeod, you say? yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm delighted. The young boy's got a chance, and, and I think it's great for him. But surely, Dundee United, team at Dundee United, have got more cover from for Stephen Fletcher in the squad they that they've got. To. Uh, that surprised me today. I know that obviously Tony Watt left Dundee and he goes and that was a bit of a firepower as well, but I would imagined. Well, that was the outcry from the fans at that time and the protests and things about how the club was run that Tony Watt went out the door and there was no no replacement for him to come in. Well, it might come back to bite them now because obviously, and we're not taking, because I think it's a lot to ask a young boy to come in there and save your club from relegation when uh, obviously the experienced players have put them there. Well, let's wrap this up in case there is any late drama. Oh. The second half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. I have played alongside Tony Mowbray and Carlos Bocanegra. I have been managed by Chris Coleman and George Burley. I won promotion to my home nation's top flight in my first season as a first-team player. I've never scored more than five goals in one season. In Scotland, an injury I picked up in one cup final meant I missed the other cup final that season. I am Bobby Petter. Well done to those who got it right at Clyde SSB in third place, Mark Patterson. In second place, Ryan Gilroy. But quickest off the mark was Scott Connie, who is top of the podium. You got that one as well after a couple of attempts gone. Yeah, yeah, what was I the, just I narrowed, the giveaways? I narrowed it down to one team, Ipswich Town. Uh, and there was a lot of clues from the Ipswich Town in there and when you pick the bones out you come out with the name Bobby 
Petter. See? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you call showing your work in. That was quite poetically put. Thank you. You missed your call. You should have been a detective. That's what it was all about. Just picking the bones out, taking your time, one or two wrong answers, and then fitting the jigsaw together. It was all there. Columbo. You mean really Columbo? I look forward to next week's uh, task. I think you've had a few private investigators after you and your time, but <laughs> yeah, it's a different one. story. Five minutes added at Rugby Park as Kilmarnock look to get back in that game. Where is the late drama going to be? Because all the games are on a knife edge. It's level at Celtic Park, it's level at Fur Park. One goal in it between Kilmarnock and St Johnston one goal in it between Livingston and Dundee United I think Motherwell will score there Oh. He's just plucking things out there, isn't he? <laughs> By the way, there could well be a goal because there is 12 minutes added what? at Fur Park. David Friel says he's just gone round to yours for dinner tonight, Gordon. But 12, <laughs> 12 minutes, minutes added. added. 12 minutes Why? added. Why? There you are. Various stoppages throughout the half. The, the, there was the. The, the broke yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, there was the, the, the long stoppage for the, the penalty that was initially awarded to Ross yeah. County, and then the okay. uh, referee went to the screen that was then overturned. So, so uh, 12, 12 minutes. It's come up in the board 12 minutes on the board that's got to yep. be the most amount that's ever been added on a board well how about this because there could be late drama because Ross County now have a red card oh, oh, Hugh, straight in. red card told you and a real <laughs> chance for Motherwell to get a goal and that is really bad for Ross County who a point would be good for them with Dundee United losing at the moment they'll need to hang on with 10 men when you say a real good chance for Motherwell to get the goal could you elaborate a little bit what was that what does that mean they've got a man extra yeah they've got a man extra alright I thought there was a free kick or something no I just mean they've got got a real good chance because they're up against 10 men yeah yeah but sometimes it's harder well Kamarnock showed at Fur Park with 10 men Uh, it's not plain sailing See, Columbo. He's having, a, he's having a go at you, Andrew. I think he's yeah, I'd like some, rather have 11 men than 10. I'd like some I'm more information. <laughs> Columbo, the detective, is back on the case. He's all the facts as a detective. Yeah. <laughs> One more question, Mr. Yeah. McLean. Uh, seven minutes added as well at the Tony Macaroni Arena. So we are going to be on until midnight. Come on, United. Until all of these games finish. There is a substitution for St. Mirren. Alex Gogic is off injured. And it's going to be Lewis Jameson coming on. So it's a striker. That is coming on for St Mirren late in that game. Five minutes added at well, Celtic Park well, as well. We can into World Cup added time here, by the way. I thought but that was a good addition. Stephen Robinson is being... There was also five added at Rugby Park as well. I don't think I said right. that, so... Yeah, there is. Yeah. An incredible, well, it's like World Cup, back to the World yeah. Cup when they had... Yeah. Gone are the days when the game finished at 4.45. It doesn't happen anymore, does it? I can imagine, what would your reaction be if you looked across at the fourth official's board and you've been running about for 90 minutes very and disapp- it shows I'd be very disappointed. Um, Just walk off. He would have been more concerned at passing 5pm because he would have had, oh, yeah. would have I, had I, plans. I had my Saturday night planned. <laughs> um, so I didn't gun for this. I'm delighted VAR wasn't my day. Was that why you're disappointed at the time of the Scottish Cup final? Is that going to eat into your Saturday night plans? Uh, yeah, it's not the best, is it? But uh, look, we're everyone else is thinking about travel and what it means for Inverness supporters <laughs> and whatever else. And Gordon's like, I've got a night out. He's got to different go things in his mind. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you what he's using? in your mind and not be vocalised as well. But yeah, we are potentially in for some late drama as I say there is a lot of stoppage time to go and I need to see we must be close to a full time as well in that uh, game between Albion Rovers and Spartans in the League 2 
promotion playoff it's still 1-0 to Spartans we're into injury time Albion Rovers uh, Blair Malcolm was sent off for them so they are down to 10 men Spartans closing in on SPFL football which would be a huge achievement for them but we will revisit that at full time and see what is going on there but for the moment we will keep our attentions in the Premiership because as I say there could well be late action in all four of the games the way it stands just now builds it up very nicely for a midweek fixture card is the game spread over Tuesday and Wednesday this week so you know what's the excitement and it will go down to the wire it will come down to next week game spread across Saturday and Sunday tension at both ends the nightmare for Dundee United would be if Ross County were to score at Motherwell um, which would put them on to uh, 36 points leaving United 5 adrift and 2 games to play a red card for Dundee United oh, as they nice. are sent off a second yellow card for him Sam Walker is up for a Kilmarnock corner Oi. as they chase an equaliser it looked as if Aziz Behitch's second yellow was for descent Sam Walker is huge I don't know if you've ever come across Sam Walker before he is absolutely massive he will be a big presence in that box however did the corner come to anything because it is full time at Rugby Park Roger Hanna yeah I think the full time whistle's gone there now seems to be some debate yes it has gone it is finished Kilmarnock now St Johnson won Stephen McLean has been proved correct he's come to Kilmarnock he's won the game and he has kept St Johnson in the Premiership for another season a deserved win against 10 man Kilmarnock it's threatened from the very start Andrew Dree right testing Sam Walker in the Kilmarnock goal after just 7 minutes they've got the all important goal after 11 minutes Captain Liam Gordon the match winner against the United a fortnight ago getting up highest in the box to head home a corner from Graham Carey after that there was a foul and a booking for debutant Cami Valentine on David Watson more of that to follow Kelly tried hard to get back in Kelvisell volleyed high over the bar Luke Chambers hit the post and Liam Donnelly flashed an angle drive in chase past the post and then a flashpoint just seconds before the half time whistle Watson going in heavily and Ballantyne referee John Beaton took his time then produced a straight red card for the teenager with a VAR Andrew Dallas backing that decision more midfield misery for Kilmarnock in the restart they lost Liam Donnelly to injury with Alan Power coming on but really St Johnson by far more of the attacking threat and Kelly were indebted to goalkeeper Walker for keeping them in it he made a fine save from Carey after 50 minutes by contrast to the other end Remy Matthews only made his first save in 63 a routine stop from Kelly Captain Rory McKenzie from 20 yards Walker then denied three rights again and denied Ballantyne before five minutes of added time and in the fifth and final minute a Kilmarnock corner Walker coming up from the back but he couldn't repeat the heroics in one box that he'd shown in the other it's all about St Johnson an enormous win for Stephen McLean they're safe Kilmarnock are in the relegation playoff place Kelly now Saints one. Uh, well it is full time at Celtic Park as well but first of all we do have one of these VAR review with Clydebilt Home Improvements a check for a Motherwell penalty Hugh you said that Motherwell would get a late goal and it is going to be a penalty to Motherwell late in this game potential disaster well you've got to be for nine him. nine in a row now if that goes in you have Dundee United on 31 points and Ross County on 33 uh, Kilmarnock on 34 so three points would separate 
the bottom three clubs and surely you know Ross County denied a penalty earlier in the game these are the twists and turns I don't of think they'll score it it is Kevin Van Veen to take the big question is is he going to Penenka no through the laces through the laces he missed one retake we'll go to Fraser Wish at a Celtic Park shortly but we will stick with things at Fur Park because this is huge could be massive at the bottom Kevin Van Veen will take it of course he was uh, nominated it was revealed for Scottish Football Writers Association Player of the Year today as well and looking to score in a ninth consecutive Scottish Premiership match with a last minute penalty remember the drama last weekend where his penalty was saved it was then retaken mm. he then dinked it down the middle calm as you like what is Kevin Van Veen going to do this time we will have to wait a few moments and see but of course Ross County are down to 10 men Awura Edwards was sent off but yeah still waiting for it's Kevin a huge, Van Veen it's a huge it. moment maybe not for Motherwell's season of course Kevin Van Veen personally, yeah, but for Ross County, for Dundee United, for Kilmarnock, this could be a huge goal in the really context so? of the relegation battle. Well, they were only going to pick up a point, Ross County. A so point's better than... A point's no massive point. at this point in the yeah. season. <laughs> a no point could relegate you. A point could put you into that 11th place at mm. next week. Goal flashes with Clydebilt Home Improvements. Right at the death, Kevin Van Veen gets his ninth consecutive goal-scoring appearance, puts Motherwell 1-0 up deep into injury time, and it's 1-0 to Motherwell. But there has been some full times. Let's go to Celtic Park. Fraser Wisher. Nice to hear Celtic 2, St Myrne 2, with both sets of players going to the supporters, the Celtic players going round, applauding all their fans. The St Myrne players went to the corner, where the fans are tucked away in the right-hand corner here, and thoroughly deserved the ovation from the supporters, because this didn't go to plan. The first home game since Celtic won the league, the fans expected, but this is a real struggle for the home side. Yeah, they didn't play well, but you have to give St Myrne credit. Thoroughly deserved the point, defended superbly, and Lucas scoring every time they went forward. Curtis Main, absolutely outstanding. He scored both goals, but he could have had five with the other good chances that he had. And Celtics came through, Kyogo and a late equaliser by skipper Callum McGregor. St Myrne had a 2-1 lead at half-time, courtesy of those two Curtis Main goals. First came in four minutes. It's a long ball over the top, in behind a water. Main got to the ball, he cut back inside, he cut back past a Ralston challenge, and his low right foot shot went under Joe Hart. I think the keeper should have done better. Celtic hit back in 14 minutes, with a really excellent goalie. Water from the back, crisp pass into Hatati. He controlled it, first-time pass into Kyogo, who again took one touch and a brilliant high finish past Carson into the net from 16 yards. O'Reilly and Hatati went closer distance, but the tempo had dropped and St Myrne grew in confidence and took the lead in 34 minutes. A long throw on the right-hand side from O'Shaughnessy, not cleared by the Celtic defender. Hara kept it alive, headed the ball into the path of Maine, whose low header went into the right-hand corner of Joe Hart's net. A long bar check for offside, but the bar said it was a goal. Celtic fans expected a quick start to the second half, but it's St Myrne, who should have scored a third just two minutes into the half. Strain was outstanding on the right-hand side. Crossed to the back post. Main out jumped two defenders. Strong header, but he headed wide and he had his head in his hands. He knew he should have scored, and that would have been his hat trick. Maeda then volleyed over from eight yards at the back post and behind Strain. He should have scored. But in general, little improvement. Celtic's performance tempo had dropped as well as we passed the hour mark. Main again headed over, and again, probably should have scored from another strain cross. This time at the back post against Ralston. More difficult chance, but again, showing Celtic's vulnerability at the back. 70 minutes have passed, still no changes by Ange Postacoglu. Jota across, Kyogo missed his header. Maeda hit the side 
wide net a few yards out again a good chance with Celtic now pushing for the equaliser camped in St Mun's half but defence was outstanding there were really no chances inside the St Mun penalty box just plenty of crosses blocked or headed clear in the 78 minutes St Mun again could have scored a third to put the game to bed Main took advantage of an Iwata mistake he missed kicked his clearance Main strode forward inside left and a fierce left foot shot across Joe Hart but it struck the far post and out spurred by that that Celtic really moved into action in the last 10 minutes Jota shot pushed wide by Carson and in the 80th minute came the equaliser Callum McGregor found space 20 yards out just shifted the ball onto his left foot and as he's so often from the Celtic skipper he passed the ball into the net from 20 yards a really good finish great performance by St Murn and at the end of the season this might be a vital point we'll have to see but Celtic again perhaps not at their best and they had to work really hard for a point I think Ange Postecoglou looked for better performances in the next two games before the end of the league season full time at Celtic Park Celtic 2 St Murn 2 it's also full time at uh, the Tony Macaroni Arena with Dave Galloway yeah, uh, Livingston 2, Dundee United 1, Libby took the lead 11 minutes in after some dreadful defending Birigiti and Aina got their wires terribly cross uh, Anderson pounced, went round the keeper and finished superbly from a tight angle De Lucas thought he'd made it 2-0 but his strike after a free kick into the box was ruled out for a handball but after 21 minutes it was 1-1 thanks to a superb volley by Harks from just outside the box low into the net after McLeod ball in. Harks drilled in a drive as he went for his own and the Tangerine's second goal, however a deflection took the ball wide of target. Both sides having a right good go and Montano showed really fine skills to fashion an opening on the edge of the box but he had his head in his hands after his pile driver went narrowly past uh, both sides went on the offensive early in the second half. Stephen Kelly shot straight at Birigiti and Mulgrew headed straight at George but Livingston took the lead for the second time in the match after 59 minutes the United defence couldn't clear their lines and it was helped on to Penrice to drive across Birigiti with a lovely finish the home team took a grip of the game and they came close to a third goal when Omionga won the ball and fed Anderson who dragged his effort wide but United kept at it um, maybe a bit of desperation was creeping in it Thompson charged down the right and he cut inside however George saved the shot with his legs they piled on on the pressure to United and Pollitt just a few yards out was only denied late on uh, for an equaliser by a fantastic uh, reaction save uh, by George. The terrors threw everyone forward but Livy held firm. Dundee United in deep, deep trouble at the bottom of the league with only two games remaining. It's finished. Livingston 2, Dundee United 1. And it is also full time finally at Fur Park with David Friel. Finally, Andrew full-time, Mullerwell won Ross County now. Mullerwell had the bouncy castles outside, though Kevin Van Veen has this place jumping inside with that late penalty winner. The Dutchman scored in his ninth successive game after late VR drama. The game looked to be heading for a draw, County looked to be holding on down to 10 men, but Keith Watson, deep into 12 minutes of injury time, was penalised for a handball, and Van Veen made no mistake with a clinical penalty to make it 27 goals for the season. The players are up at referee Ewan Anderson, and Malky Mackay is over at referee Ian Anderson they are not happy but Mullerwell are celebrating and Van Veen he takes all their claim again first half wasn't much of a, an event Mullerwell probably the best of it County grew into it Alex Samuel maybe should have 
given them a lead but he fired wide the same player was then involved as the visitors were given a penalty of their own four minutes into the second half Samuel and Connor Randall his teammate both ended up in the floor but an referee Ian Anderson pointed to the spot nobody really knew what was going on there was then a four minute delay before he was told to look again and he reversed the decision Malcolm Mackay was raging at that and is still raging just now he's still talking to the referees right now Motherwell they tried to make the most of the reprieve Kevin Van Veen was on a mission to score he had three or four chances but his finishing was off for once Ross County lost Alex Yakovic to injury they then had Aurora Edwards sent off for two bookings inside six minutes after coming on as a sub but they dug in it looks as if they were going to hold on for a priceless point but then came the late drama across into the box Keith Watson appeared to handle it there was a VAR, ch- VAR check after the play race to the other end Ewan Anderson pointed to the spot Kevin Van Veen grabbed the ball and the rest well you know what happened he sent Ross Lake all the wrong way Motherwell win Ross County raging full time Motherwell won Ross County nil well, what a day of action in the Scottish Premiership. Some massive results, some telling results as well at the bottom of the table. Celtic dropping points for a second consecutive week. And also it is full time in that League 2 playoff final second leg between Albion Rovers and Spartans. Spartans 1-0 winners on the day. 2-1 winners on aggregate. So Spartans will be an SPFL side next season. But now it's time to hear from you on the open line. 0141 951 What did you make of your team's performance today? Celtic fans, what did you make of that showing against St Mirren? What have you made of the performances over the last week or so? Do they worry you at all or is it okay because you've already wrapped up the title? St Mirren fans, you must be happy with that performance and then down the bottom so many teams involved down there, so many crucial results. We want to hear from you. 0141 951 1025 and we'll speak to you next. After the action, it's your reaction. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Another eventful day in the Scottish Premiership. Lots of action. Celtic dropping points at home to St Mirren, who took the lead against them twice. Motherwell with that last gasp win against Ross County. Kevin Van Veen from the penalty spot, scoring for a ninth consecutive game to give them the win. St Johnston 1 0 winners against Kilmarnock, and that win means that they will definitely be a Scottish Premiership side next season. Stephen McC- Clayton said it would be the case he said they would go to Kilmarnock and win and on both cases he was right and Livingston beating Dundee United 2-1 and we want to hear what you thought of the action 0141 951 1025 Hugh what stood out for you today? Well obviously the drama is at the bottom of the table Malky Mackay at Ross County thought he had a penalty didn't get it on VAR uh, and then right the death Mother will get a penalty and they do score so it's been a shocking day for Malky Mackay even one point if he get the draw that would have been fine for him because every point is vital um, Dundee United for me the biggest losers they, know that they remain bottom things show no sign of improving uh, and Jim Goodwin is under severe pressure uh, Kilmarnock also under pressure because of that St Johnston goal at uh, Rugby Park so at the other end of the table Celtic went to Ibrox last Saturday having lost 25 goals all season in the last two games they've lost 20% of that total 5 goals lost in 2 games the goalkeeper I think to blame for just about all of the 5 
the defence Kobayashi left on the bench after his display at Ibrox Iwata came in to be the square peg in the round hole and that didn't work either uh, what will Ange Postacoglu do now Hibs away on Wednesday on that showing today Hibs could really be looking forward to Celtic's visit so all manner of things going on top and bottom good day for excitement 01419511025 on the phones we want to hear from you whatever it is you think about your team's performance today or maybe you're a Hibs or Rangers fan looking ahead to that big game tomorrow as well let's go to Martin who's a Celtic fan in Clyde Bank Martin were you at the game today? Yeah, yeah, I'm just on my way back just now, me and my son um, I mean, <laughs> I'm actually glad I'm leaving it and I'm going back up the road Because today that, that was shocking I mean, that, that, that first goal has to be the worst one that I've seen at Parkhead all season I mean, Kobe Ashley and uh, sorry, Iwata and Ralston actually tackled each other And I think that just set the tone for the defence for the rest of the game I thought it was, it was poor, a, a play was slow It was just, it really did look like a game that just didn't matter to Celtic whatsoever and I think it's been like that for the last couple of games and it just worries me that we take that momentum forward into the Scottish Cup final. I mean, Martin, how how concerning is it you talk about the defence? There's obviously been changes in there. Is it a concern, a big concern for you going forward or with Celtic having already wrapped up the league title? Is it not as bad as some people may make out? Well, I think for this season... It- for the rest of this season it doesn't really matter but going forward to next season if Carter Vickers isn't fit it just shows you the the lack of depth that we have well not the lack of depth but the quality of the depth that we have in that position in particular it doesn't seem I mean playing a water there is, is who's a centre midfielder it must goes to show none of them are really up to it apart from Carter Vickers or Starfield and it, it is quite concerning Yeah I mean you look at it clearly Kobayashi in the last two games at Tynecastle at Ibrox, he's faced some criticism for his performances. Ange Postacoglu has put Iwata in today. How much, how big a miss is Cameron Carter-Vickers to this Celtic defence? Well, you know, you can answer that in one word, huge. But there's no point in going on about him because he's had an operation and he doesn't play again till next season. The problem that but, Ange... but that's the point going forward, though, that Martin's talking about. You know, it's a worry for next season. But Cameron Carter-Vickers will be there next season. He's had a very good partnership with Carl Starfelt and you would expect that would continue next season. So... Celtic's backline has been disjointed of late but they still will have their starting pairing going into next season you would expect unless somebody makes a bid for Carter Vickers um, Celtic need a goalkeeper I'd be interested in what Martin thought of Joe Hart because two games in a row now five goals he's been to blame I think for all of them Martin Aye Joe Hart the first one he's got to say but I mean it was pretty much straight down the middle of the goal. It looks as if they actually lifted well for where I was sitting anyway. It looked as if he just lifted his leg out of the way. I think aye, it was pretty poor. The, the second one, I, I don't know so much. I mean, I thought it should have been dealt with long before that. But aye, Joe Hart's not been the best all the last couple of games. Hopefully it's just a bit of dash. I well, with regard to the second one, Martin, there is a prerequisite here. You have to actually move to try and keep the ball out your net, which was something Joe Hart did not do. For me, they need a goalkeeper. They need another central defender um, to cover Carter Vickers and Starfelt. And if you're going to talk in the newspapers about reaching a European final under Ange Postacoglu, you're going to have to get players in of real quality because 
questions have now been asked about the strength and depth. And the last two games, five goals lost. Celtic have looked all over the They've place. They've took their eye off the ball. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, I, I know what Hugh's saying. I, I, I'm not, I wouldn't panic too much about Joe Hart. I think Joe Hart in the last two games has been dreadful, right? And let's be honest about it, and I think Celtic fans would agree. But I think Joe Hart, up until Hugh's pointing about two games, five goals, up until then, Celtic's defensive record in the Premier League has been excellent. He's been a part of that. He was in team of the year. Um, so as much as his, his performances have been poor, but... Let's forget about Joe Hart. Let's look further afield as well. Look at guys like Callum McGregor, who is, nobody will stand in here and say he's not a terrific player. He's went missing for, for the last two games. When he stepped up and got the equaliser today. Yeah, but I still think dominating the game um, for Celtic, especially at Celtic Park, he, he was uh, anonymous last week. But that's the standards that they set. That's what I'm trying to put over. They set such high standards when they drop a, a, a below that, people start worrying and start panicking. They need this and they need that. Postacoglio will know what they need. The only worry for me and the negative of Celtic um, today looking at their team is I thought that experiment with the centre house did not work. I thought a water just does not look comfortable. Curtis Main had probably his best game in the St Mirren's trip today against Celtic and probably should have walked away with a match ball and a hat-trick. So that says it all for me. I don't, I don't know, listen, I don't think there should be any hysteria over the performance. What? Over the past, <laughs> over the past two games. We need to be realistic here and realise where Celtic are at this minute in time. They got the league wrapped up at Tynecastle. Yes, that was one of the worst performances of the season at Ibrox with players who were almost on trial, if you like, from the Celtic manager and he openly admitted that and they failed and that reflected in his team selection today. And they were shabby and off it today. That is allowed within a season that's been quite exceptional. So to start then pointing the finger at the, the squad being weak and not as strong as people thought, I think we're jumping a wee bit. The Celtic squad is strong. Yes, there's one or two holes that can be strengthened. I think Celtic manager will strengthen in those departments, but I don't think it's any great disaster. I get the Celtic fans will be disappointed, because like I said at the start, they travel far and wide to go to Celtic Park to be entertained and to win, and they've came away without that today, so they will be disappointed, but no need for us. They keep, they, they keep this phrase about, we never stop, it's the standards, and that's why I'm saying, as much as I agree with what you're saying about, oh, McGregor scored the McGregor's the captain sets his standards right and I'm not pinpointing this at McGregor what I'm trying to say is we're looking at Joe Hart we're looking at centre back position I think Celtic is an overall team and Mark's right you can make excuses for them because they've taken their foot off the gas a little bit the job's been done they've got their sights set on a, a treble now remember this they're going for a treble as well so it's not all that bad the only concern for me today was the manager tried an experiment with the centre half position, which I didn't think worked. Can that just sit in subconsciously when a team have already won the title that the players maybe do take their foot off the gas and you know it's maybe not a true reflection of it's certainly not a true reflection of what we've seen of Celtic all season, but can that play a big part? 100%. Have you played in teams that have already won hundred percent titles and you know my my first year at Celtic, I think we had the the title wrapped up. If I'm sure, just the, the first game into the split, or maybe even just before the split. And there's no doubt about it, we took our foot off the gas. I think we went to Tynecastle and it took an absolute doing. Now, 
Gordon's racking at the time was furious. In fact, he, he made us do the bleep test the next day because he thought we weren't fit enough. Uh, and that was his way of dealing with it. But there is that, you know, you're more relaxed, you, you realise the hard work is in the back. Now, that, that'll that be no use to the fans who pay their money to go and watch Celtic win, of course. But you've got to say, Andrew, it is understandable when you've had a long, hard season fighting in so many campaigns that then once you get the job done, you aren't at your sparkling best, of course. The disappointing thing was last week at Ibrox where those games are the be-all and end-all. But going forward, this Celtic team misfiring at the minute both ends of the pitch but come cup final day you're you're not going to tell me that the Celtic team are going to turn up and, and be shabby and be off it they will be on it the Celtic manager and coaching team will make sure they're on it for that occasion but also what you do know either Kobayashi will have to be put in the team for the cup final or the square peg and the round hole will have to play in the cup final because there is no one else. Yeah, Martin, assuming Carl Starfelt is the one who starts the next three games and including the, the cup final, who would you say is the player that needs to start next to him? Right now, I think we all know it's left. I think even though his performance was bad last week at Ibrox, you've got to go with Kobe Ashi. It's clear he's not a centre-back and... I'm not sure if it's Stephen Welsh, I don't know if he's fit or not, but maybe, I don't know if he gets something in, but I don't see if he is, but I think at the stand at the minute, I think it will be Kobe Ashi. Well, Welsh is unfit, so you can forget about him. Do you agree that Kobe Ashi should be at centre-back for the next three games? I don't know how you can return to him. If, after the game at Ibrox, you immediately... I can't be written off and, and saying no, no, he's I'm also not, had I'm other good appearances off. I think away at Rugby Park See, we were not I'm not writing him off I'm trying to make the point that having left him out immediately after Ibrox you have pointed the finger at him and said no that you, wasn't you, but we, may, get... we might be missing something here right sorry to interrupt you we might be missing something here Kobayashi might have a slight niggle that he's decided... What's he on the bench for then? Well, sometimes they do that. They'll keep him involved in the squad. There's a lot of subs. The cup final coming up. So we don't know the real... Re- does he just Does he just decide, last week, we didn't have a good game. I'm just going to put you out there and I'm going to put, as you say, the square pegs round holes. I, I totally agree with you. I don't think that works. But we need to wait to see the explanation of a Celtic manager... Why he has made that decision? Because I've no doubt whatsoever uh, when it comes to Cup Final Day, if everybody's fit, Kobayashi plays centre-back for me with Starfield. And I I would not dispute that that should be the case. I'm simply saying he left them out today purely and simply on the back of the display at Ibrox and compounded the felony by putting someone who is not a central defender in the team in his place well thank you to Martin we want to hear from you at home as well 01419511025 let us know whatever is on your mind and we will hopefully hear from some of the managers as well after these the games are over the talking begins 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line 01419511025 on the open line if you want to get involved if you want to chat about today's matches what you thought of maybe Celtic's 2 all draw with St Mirren Motherwell fans how big a win was that towards the end because of course Kevin Van Veen scoring for a ninth consecutive Premiership match St Johnston are safe after that 1-0 win against Kilmarnock who will be battling it out with Ross County and Dundee United at the bottom for those bottom two places 
there is a big playoff game that's underway as well it was a quarter past five kickoffs we're around ten minutes in Hamilton against Airdrie Airdrie 1-0 up from the first leg it was a Callum Smith goal during the week that put Airdrie ahead of course a former Hamilton player Callum Smith as well and Hamilton at home in this game 10 minutes gone nil nil and this is huge when you think of a six year stretch Hamilton had in the Premiership and now are potentially facing the third tier of Scottish football yeah huge decline in the club um, for different reasons and and my teammate John Rankin took over very different squad he's presented with a lot of young boys having to be used in that and he's described this as the biggest game of their lives and it is a huge one because Airdrie at the other end of the scale a club with ambition with a young manager who scored plenty of goals it's set up to be a cracking 90 minutes yeah really hitting form at the right time Airdrie they've scored so many goals in the last few weeks as well it's, it's a really good story as well Reese McCabe 30 years old I think he is now player manager has scored some big goals for them towards the end of this season as well Callum Fordyce who plays at centre back for them is the assistant manager as well yeah uh, you've got to say well done to Airdrie they've seen potential in McCabe so they decided to give him the opportunity didn't matter how old he was uh, it's a good learning it's a good club as Mark and I both know very ambitious club um, this is this is a Lanarkshire derby well, I know a lot, a lot about them so this will be a good game the, 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 goal, the first goal in this game I think is going to be so so important if Airdrie had to get it I don't know if Hamilton can get back but if Hamilton get it all of a sudden home advantage um, you would probably fancy them championship team yeah, well, Reese McCabe is starting, just standing over the ball, ready to take a free kick. We will keep you updated in case there are any goals in that game. You just spotted your, you just spotted your good pal there. He's on a, he's on a Airdrie banner there. Yeah, Donald Trump. I've seen that, I've seen that Airdrie banner a few times. It says "Make Airdrie Great Again." Of course, you were rubbing shoulders with him, Turnberry the other week. We're all pals. Rubbing shoulders. We're all connected. Former Airdrie manager. Three and a half mile west. That was me introduced Donald Teardry. That's why the big banner's there. Right, let's get back to the phones. 01419511025 is the number you need. That's the number Jerry, a Celtic fan in Erskine, has dialed. Jerry, what were your thoughts on the game today? Um, I didn't see it. I've, I've not got the, the, the Celtic channel. And I just I just go with what I hear from yourselves and for what's reported on the, on your phone and, and sports scene and stuff like that. Now, I remember being on here two years ago, just at the at the point where Celtic were sniffing around Joe, and I remember coming on to speak to Gordon, um, not not that not Dazzler, uh, Earl Gordon, um, and I said I'd rather have Miranda Hart than Joe Hart. I've never been a, a big fan of him at all, actually. And um, apart from the last few games, um, there was a lot of goals in Europe that were uh, that he lost that were really really poor. And what I would like to ask Mark even is. What's happened to Benjamin Segrist? Is there's, he, he doesn't appear on the Premier, Scottish Premiership injury list. Like, Offerboard even does. The guy with the, the, with the dodgy heart at Rangers even appears on that. But he doesn't appear. So has he had a fallout with um, with Posto or, or what's happened? And I mean, I, I've seen Benjamin Segrist. You know how um, 
teams bring a third goalkeeper yep. to games and the three of them warm up before matches Benjamin Segrist is, is quite often has been there for Celtic warming up with the goalkeepers but um, yeah he certainly he, he has obviously you know, impressed a lot at Dundee United before he came to Celtic I think a, a lot of people were excited when he went there just because they thought he was a very good at least backup goalkeeper to, to Joe Hart but once again Scott Bain on the bench and Scott Bain signing a three year deal at Celtic as well yeah well the honest answer is Jerry. I, I can't be too sure myself I just assumed that Segrist was injured I thought he was a very good goalkeeper at Dundee United I thought it was a shrewd move from Celtic bringing him in um, and I thought he could push Joe Hart now whether he's injured or just not fancied it's not worked out that way and Scott Bain is, is back on the bench so but what I want to do is I know Joe Hart has made some mistakes in recent weeks and maybe there are goals that you could point the finger but I still think he has been a positive signing from Ange Postacoglu you only have to look at the history of what he's achieved while at the club and part of a back five including the the four in front of him that's had a remarkable defensive record over those two seasons so uh, I, I get goalkeepers make mistakes he's maybe not too clever with the ball at his feet and, and probably not one of the best at playing out and that's the way a Celtic manager wants but he has made some big saves and remember before Joe Hart what came before Joe Hart that uh, was an absolute shambles it was a position that Celtic needed to get right and it was a big call because he's a big character on big wages I've got to be honest I think it's paid off when, when Celtic win the cup It'll be five trophies out of six for Ange Postacoglu and for Joe Hart. I just happen to think that Joe Hart's best days are now behind him. And, uh, you know, I think Celtic, if they are going to be talking about serious advances in Europe and making an impression there, they need a goalkeeper as much as they need another central defender of quality. Jerry, what else did you have in your mind? Well, that's true, yeah. I was thinking that to rain, Celtic could do a... Um, Rangers seem to be dithering with Jack Butland. That was my suggestion two years ago when the, when the heart talk was coming up. So you'd like to see Butland's Celtic in, battle Rangers to try and get Jack Butland? Yeah. If, they're, if they're going to dither, like they did with Segrist, actually, because there was a couple of weeks when GVB was talking about signing Segrist and then suddenly appeared at Celtic. Now, Celtic could do that a bit, a bit Butland, but... Um, I, I don't think it is dithering, in fairness. I think Rangers, from what I hear, have put a, a contract off from the table. Manchester United are keen to, to keep him as a, a backup goalkeeper and look to have put a contract offer on the table for him so it seems to be up to Jack Butland at the moment where he goes My understanding is that Butland has agreed that he cannot be paid anything like the money he gets from Manchester United when he arrives in Scottish football but there's no dithering, it's nearly done OK then, um, The other thing I was going to suggest was that um, you were correct in saying there's some there's some doubt about Kobayashi now for him to be left out immediately after a poorish game. You would think Posto with the you know with are you still there, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, um, good number here, Denton. Um, you would think he <laughs> well, would just sort of means that you call him Posto, call go Posto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never you, heard that before. You live next door, you? <laughs> no, no, he does not. No. Um, he, he couldn't afford a house beside me anyway. Oh, <laughs> I like it. I don't Jerry. know if you saw some of the reports during the week of the house he was selling in Australia, <laughs> but uh, I th- think he might be okay. No, I never saw it, mate. Uh, 
Anyway, Kobayashi, now you would think uh, in order for, for Postal to, to actually sort of bolster the guy's confidence, he would give him a second game, especially, OK, St Mern did, did draw with us today, so, but you would think he would just see how he, uh, um, how he, he fared in a game against St Mern, because he did he'd play against Rangers. You know, it's a huge cauldron of, of, of an atmosphere he hasn't seen before. But, um, Tom, I'm wondering if... He probably won't, but I wonder if he's going to give Scales another chance. I don't think he will, but worth bringing him back in because Wells seems to be out of the picture and we definitely need somebody else for for Europe beyond the three centre-halves we have if Wells is going or injured or whatever. With the greatest respect to Liam Scales, if you're going to talk about getting to European finals, Liam Scales is in the formative stages of his career. He's only had uh, this season at Aberdeen to really get regular football in Scotland. But I repeat, there is a cup final and a treble to be won. And the Celtic have to, suff- have to solve the problem in the short term, not in the long term. And all they have is the choice between Kobayashi or the square peg in the round hole who is Iwata. And I agree with Gordon Dale, I would play Kobayashi simply because that is his natural position. But he will have to show greater resilience in a physical and mental sense than he has done so far. I mean, Liam Scales is 25 in August. Ange Postacoglu has already had a, a season of him to, to look at him and see what he can do. He's sent him out on loan. When it comes to Yuki Kobayashi, though he's, he's younger, he's coming from you know Japan. He's only been in the country five months or so. Quite often Ange Postacoglu will talk about players that come from Japan because a lot of them go through the university system that they are late bloomers and you know they, their best years are you know maybe a bit later than other players. He's also coming off the back of a season in Japan as well. So there's a lot of factors I think to take into account when maybe judging Yuki Kobayashi's of course, performances. Of course. And look, I think we'd be foolish to think that any player that comes from Japan automatically slots into the starting 11 and is in the nominations at the end of the season for player of the year it's not going to happen you know Celtic have been fortunate that they've got a couple that uh, have done that but it's not going to happen for them all Kobayashi different position may just take time to adjust I'm not writing off Kobayashi I think he's a nice footballer on the ball he's found it tough in two very tough venues two very tough games at Tynecastle and Ibrox but I think this promise here I think he will play the cup final as for skills, like you say, he's 25. I don't know how much of a future he's going to have at Celtic going forward. Well, thank you to Jerry. Let's go to Daniel, who's a Celtic fan in Belfast. Daniel, what do you make of all this? Jerry, uh, before you, was, was not a big fan of Joe Hart and his performances. Hello, can I talk to Q, please? He's Hi, listening. Daniel. Okay, uh, about Joe Hart. Joe Hart has had two bad games and now we need a new goalkeeper I don't I don't agree with that at all like I simply happen to believe on a personal level that his best days are behind him and I think Celtic should be looking at uh, another goalkeeper I don't think two he's convincing after we won the league well before then Joe Hart has had his moments in European football and in other games and as Mark Wilson has said not the best with the ball at his feet I just happen to think it's an area that Celtic should be exploring Is it an urgent area though because I mean he, he was in team of the year he has had some very good performances is is that you know a vital area for Celtic to assess in the summer? Well 
you've got the cup final again. Um, I keep on mentioning there is a cup final to be played. Uh, but also, if you want to be making an impression in Europe, as the Airdrie lose a goal to Hamilton Ackies, it's one all on aggregate yeah, now in Connor, that playoff Connor time. Smith cutting in, finding the bottom corner. Firing Wonderful. past Joshua Ray And it is 1-0 to Hamilton 1-0 on aggregate With 22 minutes gone Their ambition the second leg of that tie Their ambition is to stay in the Championship Celtic's ambition is to make A dent in the Champions League I think they need another goalkeeper Daniel, what do you feel are the areas That maybe need addressed this summer If goalkeeper isn't one of them? I don't think goalkeeper I think you have Seagrass there Who was the second best goalkeeper In the Premiership last season and we've signed him and obviously we've told him he's going to be Joe Hart's successor. So, maybe another centre-back. But I don't, I don't understand the negativity. He always has negativity about Celtic going back months and months. It was about six months ago on a Saturday where Mark and the Dazzler was in the studio and he's predicted a 4-0 win. And I can't remember who we were playing at home. And a 3-0 win. And Q predicted a draw. And you can hear when Q predicted a draw and they're, they're going, what, draw? Well, they thought, you know, that's a bit strange. But Q's always negativity towards Celtic. Unbearable. Well, there you are. Uh, apart from losing five goals in their last two games and getting one point out of six, uh, I've no idea why I'd be negative about the last two games. Well, thank you to Daniel. Let's start hearing from some of the managers, shall we? A lot of talk about Stephen McLean and his comments uh, going into this game, saying that St Johnston will be a Premiership side next season, that they will go to Rugby Park and beat Kilmarnock. They will be a Premiership side next season. They went to Rugby Park and beat Kilmarnock. Let's hear what you had to say after the game today. Delighted for everybody at the Football Club, the chairman, his dad, uh, supporters, uh, everybody at the club, the, the players, even Callum. Uh, no, I Callum was the first on the text, so uh, no, just delighted for everybody concerned. Oh, listen, I was, I was confident. Uh, I challenged the players as well before the game. I said to them, I said, where do you want to be in eight days' time? And the playoff are... Are safe, so I said, You do it today. Then I think people maybe thought I was, I don't know if I was being arrogant or what, but I, I was just confident. I was trying to give the players confidence as well. And I, I love, I wouldn't say I love that situation, I love being in a pressure situation. So that's what it's all about. It's football, isn't it? It's, you've got to play with a smile on your face and go and enjoy. Yeah, Stephen McLean explaining himself yeah. there, saying that he wanted to, to almost put the pressure on the players and make sure that they performed. Well, in that case, he shows uh, good managerial instincts because it worked. And I'm glad that he mentioned uh, Jeff Brown and his son Stephen who have done so much for St Johnston and who have now decided their time at the club is up and they are trying to sell the club. Well, today they know they are selling a premiership brand. They are not selling a club whose future is uncertain. They are not selling a club who will be in the championship next season. They are selling a premiership club and that's the value of today's result. I'm happy for Stephen McLean. I, I, I'll... <laughs> I'm a little bit different. I'm fed up listening to the old cliches. I like someone to come out with. I don't think he was being ar arrogant. I think he's been confident, and there's nothing up with that because that spreads throughout the dressing room. That, that look, the manager believes that we're good enough to go out here and win this a sec secure Premiership football for next year. Well done, Tim, and well done to St Johnson. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Your final chance to get your calls in about today's action, or maybe you want to talk about Hibs against Rangers. Tomorrow. 
tomorrow. We'll also hear from Ange Postacoglu after the break. After they play, you have your say. 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Into the final part of today's Clyde One Super Scoreboard action all around the grounds in the Premiership. Celtic 2, St Mirren 2 has been the topic really of a lot of the calls on the open line. Let's hear what Ange Postacoglu made of it. Yeah, it was uh, fair to say it was a tough game. Uh, I thought uh, yeah, St Mirren, you know, worked hard and, and, and sort of did what they had to do and we... Uh, we didn't really sort of, you know, control the game as well as, you know, we usually do. Mainly because, you know, we just didn't sort of work as hard on the defensive side of our game. It's fair to say the last couple of weeks we've gone off that a little bit and uh, that, that doesn't allow us then to sort of, you know, be relentless in the way we play and, you know, allows the opportunity for the opposition to sort of, you know, get up the park. So it's not me being critical of this group, far from it, because I, it's going to be, like I said, I'm going to be measured in my words in that. For me, it's it's I, I, I'm really sort of keep trying to stress the fact that you know I want the players to enjoy their football, I want our supporters to enjoy our football, and you know to do that, like I said, we we play in a certain way that requires a full commitment to every aspect of the game, and we've just we've, you know we've gone off it, and that's. When that happens, it becomes a struggle. Within that struggle, you know, the boys find the character or the good fortune to, to still get the job done. And I think it's, you know, it's not the first time. It won't be the last time. It's a credit to them. Yeah, Ange Postacoglu is saying that Celtic have been off it the last couple of weeks, Mark. That can be a product, potentially, of already having the, the title wrapped up, but still not something Ange Postacoglu will want to see. No, of course not. I think it's pretty evident that they've been off it, um, and particularly the back four and the goalkeeper. Um, not not just been there. Um, and they've set incredibly high standards this season, the way they've defended. We always talk about them attacking, and all the attacking players will get the dimensions and play of the year, but defensively they've been brilliant, and they've not quite been there. But Celtic, I think, did get away with one today. St Mirren, should have scored more than two which is not something we say very often about a team going to Celtic Park but he's right to highlight the character once again he's captain who's not been great the last two games but steps up with a wonderful equaliser and they get a point which quite easily could have been no points again yeah um, very truthful uh, tough game Celtic didn't control it we've gone off defensively uh, not been critical he says but uh, they require a full commitment and when that happens or when it doesn't happen they need to find good fortune so I think he acknowledges there was an element of good fortune about it for Celtic today because Curtis Main uh, should have scored five goals that's not an exaggeration it's not me dreaming it up we, uh, we watched it five goals he should have had I've never seen a player score two goals at Celtic Park get his team a draw and walk off with his head in his hands but Curtis Main did so because he terrorised Celtic all day long he hit the post he had two headers that he should have scored with and he scored two goals let's get the thoughts of Stephen Robinson I thought the boys were terrific um, to be frustrated not to win the game tells you it's a magnificent performance you know to a man um, if we had a little bit more depth in our squad you know, you'd replace the two strikers and put on Jonah Young and Alex Grave but when you see what Celtic do to give them a little lift so that's probably the frustration but it's difficult to ask anymore you know we, we created chances we asked the players to be brave past the ball and we did you know there was times where we passed it we had possession um, and we created a lot of chances so you know we've two games to go and we're still in the race for Europe so I, you know, as I say frustrated 
not the win at Celtic Park shows what a good group of boys these are and perhaps how far we've come. Yeah, it's another good performance for St Mirren against Celtic. The results haven't always gone their way this season, Gordon, but mm. Stephen Robinson saying that he felt they were unlucky not to win the game and also the fact that they're still in the hunt for Europe with two games to go is massive for them. Yeah, you'll feel good about yourself leaving Celtic Park tonight because we all know how difficult a, a game that is, especially against the champions in their own backyard. And I thought they were excellent. And Hugh's right for just the manager to be frustrated, the players to be frustrated. And as a centre forward, you go there and sometimes you think this is a lonely, it's got to be the loneliest 90 minutes I'm ever going to play because I'm going to have to run about and chase. Curtis Main should have walked out to Celtic Park with a match ball this afternoon. So, so as much as I think Ange Postacoglu was right to say that they were off it and he's come out, he's been honest about it, it's nothing that I'd really worry about because he can't really criticise his players what they've given them this year and there's still a chance of uh, obviously a treble. But I think sometimes a wee bit credit must go to St Mirren. I thought they were excellent. Yeah, I mean, how big would finishing in those European places be for St Mirren of course Celtic would need to win the Scottish Cup for fifth place in the Premiership to get European football but with the way the the fixtures are going into the final two match days St Mirren have given themselves a real chance well they've got to go to Pataladry now and that's a tall order but on the same night Hearts have to go to Ibrox so we're now into that kind of territory, two games left. There will be more twists and turns in the tail. The, uh, Gordon and Mark know that. At the top six end of the table and at the bottom six, there will be more twists and turns to come. But if they go to Petaudry and win, anything's possible. But you know, with Curtis Main's display today... Um, you can't dismiss their chances. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they've really got any chance of catching Hearts at the moment because Hearts are, what, six points ahead of them with a much better goal difference as well. But Hibs will be the one that they'll be targeting who, of course, play Rangers tomorrow. Let's go back to the phone. Scott is a Rangers fan in Falkirk. Scott, what are your thoughts ahead of that trip to Easter Road? Um, how do we all? We okay? Um, all good. But, um, yeah, for me, I think tomorrow... Um, I think we'll win. Um, I don't have any. Um, I don't have any negative thoughts on, on tomorrow because the, the way we are, we played last week. Um, to be honest, I, I think we'll, we'll win. No, no worries. Um, I just, just my point, and on, on kind of last week, I think I, I spoke to yourselves kind of last week, and, and I said that there wasn't that much of a gap, and we talked about the kind of the individual games between the old firm that. Um, there was kind of two goals in it with a 2-1 uh, coming up to 2-2 uh, in the 8 minute Ibrox and then the, the 3-2 at Celtic Park and then the 1-0 uh, in uh, the semi-final. So uh, really after last week, the, the 3-0 and there was a lot of, you know, some the Celtic fans were kind of saying that last week wasn't important. I, I'm going to be honest, uh, you're trying to tell me that you don't, you don't want to win an old fun. I, 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 don't, I, I don't believe it, but I mean, last I mean, it's probably not in terms of not wanting to to win the game. I think a lot of Celtic fans will just be saying that in terms of you know the fact that they're top of the table and no positions are going to change because of that. Yeah, exactly. And and I just think though that you know that they're kind of playing it playing it down because we watched that game last week and maybe those maybe two or three changes from the Celtic side, but you know they had Hart, they had McGregor on, you know they had um, Kyogo had come on, um, and no impact can change had actually happened itself. And to be honest, it, it could have been a lot more than three. It should have been five or six at the very minimum. But it just gives a promising side of, of what's going to happen for next season. Hopefully we do get Butlinden. Um I mean, McCrory, 
to be honest, for watching the whole he was he was actually outstanding in every game he's actually played in. In the last one from previous as well, he's uh, he's made a big he's made a big impact as well. So I think to be honest, he's worth a shot for next season. To be honest, but realistically, I think um, I don't know if, if Butland will come from Man United, but we'll have to wait and see. Well, I mean, both sets of fans will look at it in different ways. Rangers fans will look at Celtic losing to them 3-0 last weekend and take a lot of encouragement from that they'll then see Celtic drawing at home to St Mirren today and take a lot of encouragement from that but then Celtic fans will turn around and point out that well the league title's done Celtic have made changes in those games some of them have been enforced some of them haven't been and it's it's been rotation so it always kind of depends on what side you're on isn't it Hugh? What uh, Scott and the other Rangers fans have at the moment is theory what we have to know is what happens in practice because Celtic will win the treble they will have won five of the last six trophies they have um, hard facts on their side Scott is hoping that on the basis of the 3 nothing win last weekend and he's quite correct it should have been more than three he's hoping that that signifies a shift in the balance of power now Michael Beale and the players have to prove that is the case while Ange Postacoglu reorganises Celtic to prove it is not the case. It's so hard to judge going into next season isn't it Gordon because Mm. Michael Beale has already come out and said that there is going to be a significant rebuild at the club there's going to be a lot of players leaving there's going to be a lot of players coming in so the lay of the land at the moment and what people take from these games at the end of the season opinions will be very different come the end of the transfer window or the the start, the first day of the season on what is it, the 6th of August because Rangers team is going to look very different Celtic's team, there's a good chance, could look different as well because they're not going to stand still they're going to make their changes as well so a lot of opinions will come in at this point in the season but there's still a lot of work that's going to be done before the the start of the next campaign I think it's more important for Rangers uh, to get their transfer business done right and they're trying to do it early because as much as you say about this talk about gaps and everything the reality of it is Celtic are going for the treble Rangers have no trophies in the cabinet this season so Michael Beale has got to be given the opportunity there will be a big turnaround that squad will be completely changed but you're right the Celtic fans arguing argument against that as well we never stop we'll we'll add more quality I just think we're in for a very exciting close season I think the fans will be excited because there will be moves in the transfer market with both teams and who will come out the stronger well thank you to Scott of course a lot of Premiership action today Hibs at home to Rangers tomorrow there has been playoff action today as well Spartans will be an SP FL side next season Albion Rovers going down to the Lowland League Hamilton taking on Airdrie at the moment it was 1-0 to Airdrie after the first leg Hamilton now 1-0 up a goal from Hearts Loney Connor Smith and what's been happening in the last few minutes Mark? Well Hamilton well playing thoroughly well but Airdrie always carry a threat and they're on the counter attack here Reese McCabe the manager hit the bar not so long ago from a free kick this game isn't dead yet. I think this will go all the way to extra time. Yeah, looking forward to seeing how this one pans out. But Hugh, it has been a busy day. What do you take from it overall? I look at the bottom three, first of all. It's like this. Kilmarnock on 34 points. Ross County on 33. Dundee United on 31. So, three points separate the bottom three. Twists and turns are plenty. Celtic, uncharacteristically, 
have lost five goals in their last two games, taking one point from six, and need to sort out their defence as the cup final looms two weeks from today. They're at Easter Road on Wednesday. I wonder who will play in central defence. Will Kobayashi be brought back or will Iwata return as the square peg in the round hole? Fascinating end to the season. Yeah, today has thrown up a lot of questions and we may find out some answers before the end of the campaign. No more goals so far in Hamilton. They're still leading Airdrie 1-0 in what is a massive game to see who will be playing in the Championship and in League One this season. But that is all we've got time for today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for phoning in or tweeting if you got involved. Thank you to the top team all around the ground and to Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans. We'll be back on Monday night, but make sure to stick around because it's the perfect way to spend your Saturday night up next it's the GBX GBX